The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening and good night. This is the Code of Conduct with the King podcast. I am your host, Jay Spence the King. And I am back for potentially the AFC East clinching week for the first time in about two decades. Probably longer than two decades. We haven't been in this position to win the division since I was a child, since before Josh Allen was born. So this is a good weekend. This is a really good weekend, and I am looking forward to tomorrow's game. The Buffalo Bills go into Denver and have a chance to take down a beat-up defense as well as quarterback who isn't as developed or as good as Denver hoped so while I'm not going to write them off I am very 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 confident going into the game this weekend and I am looking forward to speaking with you all on Tuesday actually Sunday night for the chop up I'm looking forward to speaking with you Sunday night to discuss you know the rest of the season you know as AFC East champions, there might be a different outlook on the last two games of the season when we go up against New England and, and Miami. So, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about um, the playoffs because that is it's our reality now. Even though we knew this is where we were going because of our record and because of the team, it's here. So, so hopefully Tuesday we can break that down. I am going to uh, reach out to Mr. Steve Christie and, and try to reschedule. Um, our interview to prior to the end of the season so maybe he can he can be my guest Tuesday or whenever he's free so we're gonna we're gonna work that out as well Um, but like I said today I had a very very um, special edition or um, last minute type thing just want to do something because the game is happening so I'm gonna get right into it I'm not gonna talk too long Um, I have a very special guest one of my good friends I hope you all enjoy it go Bills this is a Jay Spence exclusive all right, ladies and gentlemen, reunited, and it feels so good. I got my main man, the one, the only, Tilt Money, my man Dave, joining me from Buffalo Fanatics. How's it going, man? What's up, Spence, man? This is a, this is a real treat for me tonight because, um, you know, we uh, we interact a lot on Twitter and we chat some, but uh, it's finally it's finally time for me to be guest on your show. I know, uh, 
I know you made your rounds and maybe you ran out of people. So you invited me on. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that. Um, I did make my rounds. I tried to get everybody from fanatics and everybody from rumblings. And, you know, pretty much I try to I try to do work with everybody. But I think the thing with me and you is that our relationship is kind of um, when we do talk, we talk and it's like we're right to the point with each other. And then it's mm-hmm. like, all right, man, I check you out. And then that's it. We don't really keep a conversation going to where it's like, all right, let's do a show. But yeah. I'm like, I got to get tilt on. And I was talking to Joe and I'm like, dude, tilt is probably, and this is not a diss to nobody else on fanatics. I promise it's not a diss, but I used to always say to Joe, like, yo, tilt is probably like one of the most knowledgeable people when it comes to the sport of football mm-hmm. on like the network. And I'm like, I just, I have to, I don't know why I was like insane and I haven't had him on yet. So now, fast forward, we're here. There it's we the go. end of the season. We can clinch the playoffs today. So going into it, let's, let's get right into it, man. What do you, at first, at, just at the very, at the most simplest aspect of it, what, what do you think we have to do in order for us to come out of this game with a victory and clinch the division for the first time in, you know, since, since uh, Jesus walked the earth? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, this is a good matchup for the Bills. I mean, Denver has you know, some weaponry on offense. They've got Drew Locke who, you know, he's had his moments this year. He's coming off a really good game. Um, I think the Bills need to not let the moment, you know, this is more of a philosophical kind of viewpoint, but the Bills really need to not let the moment of knowing that they could win the division by winning this game get too big for them, right? They need to just kind of treat this as we're here to take care of business. We're the better team. You know, we've respected all of our opponents to this point and we've done the job that we need to do. Let's not let the moment of winning the division for the first time since 1995 be too big for us and mess up this game. So I think for me, I don't think it's anything the Bills really could do on the field unless for God knows what, like Josh Allen turns the ball over five times. But football on the field, I'm not as worried. I think it's this is going to be more of a mental hurdle for the Bills, much like it was a mental hurdle in beating the Patriots, regardless of whether the team was better or not. You still have to clear that mental hurdle. So the mental hurdle now of winning the division, that's the next mental hurdle for them to climb. And that's the thing that I think the Bills um, will need to be razor sharp this week because Denver's not just going to roll over. Yeah, no, Denver's not a a cakewalk. And I've been telling um, actually since the beginning of the season when I would, you know, everybody in like in April, May and June, we were all doing like our schedule predictions when they released the schedule Mm -hmm. and my thing was um, I was nervous about Denver, not in the sense that I felt like Drew Locke was going to be the guy to come out and like destroy us. I don't think that um, obviously they're without their Austin or Pro Bowl linebacker. So that's not going to Von Miller's not going to hurt us. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like too. Sutton's out, too. So they, they have some some people who are out. However, the way I look at Denver is is the way I look at the Bills from last season. They had a, a solid defense, maybe not as elite on defense as the Bills were, but they have a very solid defense, and, and their goal is to keep them close. And if they can get their offense the ball back with five, seven minutes left in the game or you know four minutes left in the game and hopefully have that last drive, that's mm-hmm. their plan. And that's what the Bills were successful with doing. That's why Josh Allen led the league in comeback wins last year because that was the goal and that was the way that the Buffalo Bills chose to win games so that was my concern about Denver so with that being said looking at this you kind of mentioned the next step for them to grow we finally jumped over that hurdle as far as like now dude prime time doesn't scare us anymore right at least that's what it seems like 
how do you how do you feel about now the you know because all this week all this week um there's been nothing but talk about how the buffalo bills now are the team um colin coward put on his um on his power rankings had him power rankings had him at number one um the bills were as high as number three on other national you know power rankings what do you think about the national attention that we're getting and and although we are performing better in prime time are we really here are we ready for this yeah bills fans are hype right now right we are riding a wave of confidence we are riding high after these two prime time wins um and I think that's okay for the fans, right? I think it's okay for us on social media. I think it's okay for us who are talking about it. But I think inside the building, you know, McDermott's job here really needs to be kind of that that classic coach speak, right? It's like we can't get over – we can't get too hype right now. You know, we haven't finished the job. We haven't done anything yet. We haven't won the division yet. We haven't made the playoffs yet, right? So um, McDermott's job this week is going to probably be making sure that inside those walls of that building that – the the mental focus is there and that the team and the players aren't getting over and you see it right you see when josh comes out and he says like we haven't you know we haven't done what we've set out to do yet and like comments like that give me hope and give me confidence that the players have the right mindset now are they going to be able to back it up on the field based on all the national attention we're getting right now because like this is a new feeling for bills fans a lot of the a lot of this like all this social media stuff. A lot of these fans are are younger, right? Like they haven't experienced this ever for some of them, right? And some of them yeah. maybe were too young to even know what it was like to have some of those teams. Now there's some out there who know what it was like. Um, and those are the ones that are now like, you know, kind of saying, hey, let's like make sure we kind of do what we need to do. And I think the pre- it's a different kind of pressure, right? So the pressure is now sort of the outside pressure and sort of failing to live up to expectations that the now the analysts and the media are putting on you. Whereas before the expectation was always that the bills would bills it and lose. And if they won, you know, we probably still wouldn't get a ton of media, media attention, but now with the attention we are getting, if we lose, you can see very quickly how that narrative is probably going to go back to this bills team can't be trusted, right? Just like we haven't trusted this bills team for 20 years. So it's a different kind of pressure. And honestly, maybe even like a, a bigger pressure in my opinion. Yeah. Now that's so it's interesting. So the way I looked at it, which so I'm, I'm glad you you brought that up, because the way I look at it, I look at it as if in a way now the pressure should be off. It's like, you know, we've been fighting for recognition. We've been fighting um, as a team, as a fan base, as a community. We've been trying to tell everybody, oh, we're we're finally here. The bills are here. We're good. We're good. Josh Allen's good. So now we earned it. Like now we we're did. finally here. Or but now. I, I get I, I get your point that um, now the pressure is maintaining it like now. Yes, OK, man. you're here. You have to walk in that and you have to be that way. And, you know, you can't just be that way up until week 14 or 13. Right. <laughs> you know, you have exactly. to finish the season. So with that being said, I don't want to fast forward and look past, you know, this afternoon's game against um, the Broncos. But do you think that we have the way the team is currently constructed? Do you think we have what it takes to really make a run in the playoffs and and mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to throw that S word out there, even though I kind of have previously. I'm just not going to do it today. <laughs> um, I Okay, so at the beginning of the season, my expectations were that we would win the division and that in a success, a successful season to me would be winning a playoff game. That's what I said at the beginning of the year. Uh, home playoff game obviously would have been ideal because that would have mean we won the division, right? 
So win the division and win a home playoff game, to me, that's the next step. Last year, had you snuck that win out against Houston, you would have been ahead of the curve, right? You would have gotten that one playoff win under your belt. You would have broken that drought, right, as far as winning in the playoffs. But now the Bills really have to win that first playoff game. And while I think in my mind I would still be somewhat satisfied if the Bills come out of this postseason with just winning one playoff game, the expectations are, are kind of shifted now, right? The Bills have kind of put themselves now into a, into a more of a of the upper tier of the league based on how they're playing. They're not really in that same tier that they were last year where had we won a playoff game, that's gravy. Everything after that would have been just a bonus, right? Um, even winning the game last year would have been a bonus because we weren't really expected to. But now this year, we should be expected to win one, at least one, and and possibly more, honestly. So... You know, making a run uh, is certainly possible with this iteration of this Bills team because every team that's sort of in that same top tier, that top echelon outside of maybe Kansas City has their flaws, right? Green mm-hmm. Bay has their flaws in the NFC. They, um, you know, their defense still isn't great. It's not as good as it was last year. Seattle's defense is not anything really. Not even close. Um, the Saints uh, have their struggles on offense right now. What, like, even with Drew Brees back, what kind of um, are they going to have the same kind of offensive firepower that they've had in years past? The Titans are a team to worry about, but again, if if that's a team you can get ahead of, maybe you can beat them. The Steelers, we've beaten them, right? So to me, I mean, ever all of these teams have flaws. The Bills have their flaws. The Chiefs are the only team, really, and it's unfortunate because they're in the AFC, but. In a way, I kind of I kind of like that, right? Because if you can cl- kind of clear that hurdle in your own conference first before you get to the Super Bowl, that's almost an added added layer of confidence as well. Saying like, look, we we probably beat the best team in the league, right, with the Chiefs and getting to the Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. I guess to round out my point is that winning one is still the it, now winning one playoff game is now like the bare minimum in my mind. And then if you win another, that's great. And then whatever happens after that, you can certainly go on a run. But for me now, winning one is kind of like the bare minimum. You got to do, you got to win at least one playoff game. Now, see my, my expectation as a fan, because obviously being content creators, we, we speak to people every day. Like we go back and forth with people and their opinions about um, what a successful season would be, um, what a failed season would be and expectations for Josh and the coaching staff, all this stuff. So for me, the way I look at this roster, I understand in comparison to last year and in years past that this year, you know, a win in the playoffs, one win is a, is a step forward and it's something that would be considered a success. The way I look at it, I like to look at each season completely separate. Mm-hmm. I feel that this year we actually have a top three roster in the league. So in when you when you connect it to last year, then, yeah, it's like, OK, we lost first round in the wild card. If we win the first week, that's an improvement over last season. But mm-hmm. the way I see it is like, okay, last season is last season. Forget it. Yep. Let's throw it away. This is a completely new year. Every year, every team puts a completely new set of guys on the field. This year, I think we have a top three roster and we should go for it all. So to me, a disappointment would be to lose even after winning one game. If, if mm-hmm. we don't win the Super Bowl, to me, I'm disappointed. Um, what do you say to the fans that, that feel like that? I actually, I mean, in my heart, that's what I want right now that I see how good we are. And I was saying that my expectations have kind of changed. You know, this team is capable of winning a Super Bowl. So it's like when you have that window, you do want to go for it. Right. And like it would be considered a disappointment. I don't 
I, I actually love that attitude. I love the attitude of like, why not us type of attitude, right? Why can't we win this year? We're as good roster wise, like you said, maybe top three roster in the league. So um, I get what you're saying around like last season's kind of completely different. Um, you know, maybe what it is, is like clearing that first mental hurdle again of winning that playoff game that you haven't won in so long. Maybe, maybe that frees the bills up a bit, even more, um, thereafter. Right. And then they, they, maybe they turn it on. Maybe they turn it on even to a higher extent than we've seen. And I said the other day with Steve that I don't even know that we've seen the bills true ceiling yet in a single game this year, which gives me excitement that there's still a better version or a better game out there for the bills to play than what we've seen in 13 games this year. So I, I think you're, you're right. We should go for it. We we're in a window right now where we have the roster to do it. And man, uh, that Super Bowl, it's there for the taking, man. I'm, I'm it's there. It's there for the taking. Tilt. We can, we could do it. Tilt. I already got my tickets. <laughs> Seriously. I have tickets to the Super Bowl. I got my plane ticket. I got my hotel booked. Like I'm, I am serious. I, and I booked it not, like last week, it was a while ago that I booked it prior to the bills being 10 and three. Like I, I love that. I have, you know, and, and even if we lose today, you know, if, if we lose against this team that isn't on uh, to, uh, to bills fans, we don't feel like they're on the same level. So I get it, you know, but no, man, I, I absolutely have the confidence in the team. I, um, I, I did a show this past week with Matt Perino. And what I said, one of the things I said to him was I'm a huge believer in moments and like magical feelings and, you know, and just things like lining up the universe or, you know, for the spiritual people, you know, God having his way on your life or however they were that Joe can help me with that. But you know, like for the people who who don't see it that way, I get it. But I just every year when there's a Super Bowl win, I feel like something magical has happened in that city. So for the Bills, man, I just feel like, you know, now the city is kind of at the forefront of like um, health care and, and like health technology. So mm -hmm. that industry starting to pick up um, for the music lovers and hip hop lovers. We have like the hottest hip hop group in the country right now with, with Griselda. Um, we have like you know, just a lot of different things about Buffalo seems to really be looking up. And I just feel like this is the year, like, cause it's magical. So I guess that's where I am, man. I bought the ticket. I, I like people can laugh. I don't care. It, it, you know, I feel I'm not, I'm not going to get the tattoo. Now, now when they, when we win it, I'll get a Buffalo bills tattoo. Now we'll say this, you know, I saw some of your uh, tweets from earlier about when you, you know, you get into these, uh, these discussions with people, you say uh, you want to bet, right? And I think that's what you said <laughs> on your tweet. Well, I will say this: before the season started, I did put some money down on the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Uh, okay. At the time, it was a forty to one or fifty to one, and I think and they're now down to like twelve to one or eighteen to you one. You go cash in on that. So, so I'm telling you, I I put my money where my mouth was. I I put some some cash down on the Bills to win the Super Bowl, and. Uh, you know, even Steve predicted it before the season that it was going to be Bills Packers in the Super Bowl. So I got to give him credit too for that because I mean it's 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 hard for Bills fans to remove that those scars, right? It's hard to get mm -hmm. past some of those scars, and we're trying to like a lot of people. You know, you know, more and more people are getting rid of those scars the further along in this season we go, and I you can kind of feel. You know, you talk about the momentum and the magical moments of the city. Like, you can kind of feel that too with the fan base and like how people are starting to talk about the team. Like, they're they're starting to let go of the past a little bit of the drought, and like they're honestly starting to 
I mean, it's too early to do this, but they're almost kind of starting to be like, look, man, Jim Kelly might be in the rear view now at this point. Like Josh is now maybe the face of this franchise as far as, you know, when we look back on this, on this era, you know, this Bills franchise, like 20, 25 years from now. Again, Isn't that early, I'm happy about that? <laughs> well, here's the thing. It should that we need to, to raise the bar, right? We need to raise the bar that, yes, Jim Kelly is the best quarterback we've had on this team ever. And he did take us to four Super Bowls. But if Josh even wins one Lombardi, he's the he's the best. I mean, he's the he best. Him. Yeah, he surpasses yeah. him in my mind. And because all the Bills fans care about. Well, I shouldn't say all. All I care about is getting that one Lombardi, man. I just need one. Just give me the one yeah. and I'll be happy. I'll be happy. I, I'll say that now, but I feel like once I get one, I feel like it's going to be like a drug. Like I want to, I, I want another I hit. Like I just, but no, you're right. That, that first one. And, um, it, I guess for me, the thing is kind of like what you're saying that the sediment or the feeling for me is like, dude, I just need to experience it one time. Yeah. One just time. one time. I, um, I had the pleasure of, so my uncle had lived in Indiana for about maybe 20 years prior to I moved when I moved to Indiana. And so I would go out there to visit and go to games and all that stuff. And I got a chance to go um, a couple times when like the Colts were like trending towards going to the Super Bowl. And it was mm-hmm. so magical. And when they finally won it with Peyton, I just remember how happy he was. Like, I just remember the pure joy and excitement. He called me and he was literally so happy that he couldn't like, he just couldn't express it. And the closest thing that I felt to that in football as an adult was last Sunday. Like just the euphoria of winning in that manner and the euphoria of winning in in the national spotlight like that Mm -hmm. was the closest thing that we've come as Bills fans in the last 20 years to the feeling that teams have. And that's sad to me, man. let 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 me raise your sadness factor and tell you what mine is. Mine was the Tyler Boyd catch. I was in a restaurant while that was happening. And it was New Year's Eve, and I was in a restaurant with like seven or eight of my friends and my and my wife. And it was the end of the game, obviously. And you know, I when I tell you that my friend is my best friend's a Broncos fan, so topical. My other best friend's a Jets fan. No reason, especially the Jets fan, to even care at all. For, like, probably wants the Bills to lose. When I tell you, when Tyler Boyd made that touchdown, we all stood up and cheered. They knew how important that moment was for me. And that that was it for me, uh, as far as like a euphoric moment in in my fandom. Because as a young kid, I don't really remember. Um, you know, I remember watching the Super Bowls on TV, but I was only like five <laughs> five six years old, man. So yeah, uh, that I'm was the moment for me. <laughs> I'm with you. And now, because I don't, re- I remember them. But so <laughs> here's the thing: I remember the most about the Super Bowl years. I remember every year, like every Friday, my teachers telling us if the Bills win Sunday, there's no school on Monday. And I remember <laughs> going to school every Monday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's what man. I remember too. Like it's so oh, bad. It's God. so bad. Oh God, that's, uh, it's not, it's so, not a good, it's not a good feeling, man. It's not, but, but anyway, so today we're going up against, we're going up against the Denver Broncos. I wish, you know what? I wish I would have thought this through a little more. I would have had Sterling join us because Sterling's is obviously in Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know today for him is going to be a huge day and he's going to be out there talking so much stuff to all his buddies oh, yeah. who oh, live yeah. out there. But, um, but so uh, you already gave me like your keys to victory. Let, let me ask you on the flip side. What is it that you think Denver has to do to really control this game and, and sneak out of there with a W? Hmm. Well, 
one thing I think Denver needs to do, and this is something that Drew Locke's not afraid to do, but he hasn't been terribly efficient in doing it, is taking his deep shots, right? He loves to throw the ball deep. He hasn't been great at connecting, right? But he's got guys like Hamler, and he's got guys like Judy, and he's got guys like Tim Patrick that, you know, a couple big chunk plays, you know, the Bills are obviously set up on defense to prevent that type of thing from happening. But if if Denver hits a couple chunk plays, you know, they've got good weapons on the outside. And, um, you know, I think you and I are in agreement that like one game doesn't make a redemption story for Levi Wallace. I could see Tim Patrick or uh, Jerry Judy uh, eating him for lunch uh, on Sunday potentially. So look, um, that's, that's one thing I think Denver has to do. And I think, you know, you saw Drew Locke talking about it today when he mentioned a little bit about Trey White, he's not going to be afraid to throw in his direction either. So, Drew Locke for as as maybe as inefficient as he's been on taking those shots deep this year, he is not afraid. He's a fearless guy. He's a fearless quarterback. He's not going to be afraid to throw the ball. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit in a way of uh, Josh Allen in his rookie year, just from like throwing it down the field, not really hitting on anything, but trying at least. Um, so for Denver, I think that's what they're going to need to do because I think the Bills are going to be able to put up points on Denver. Um, will remain to be seen what they can get out of Lindsey and Gordon as that one-two punch. I know McDermott really respects those guys. He said so as much, but they're both on the injury list early this week. I expect they're both going to play, but uh, Lindsey is the guy I would worry about a little bit more if I was the Bills. He can get on the edge, uh, and he can run between the tackles. He's, you know, I, I just mentioned my best friend. He's a Broncos fan. He's all about some Philip Lindsey. Uh, he likes Melvin Gordon, but he's Philip Lindsey is the, is the guy that can really make game-changing plays. So, you know, on the ground game, he's the guy to worry about. But, yeah, I mean, Drew Locke and taking some deep shots and hitting some big, big shots, you know, it's it only takes one or two. And uh, that that could be, you know, that could be a way at least for Denver to kind of stay in the game. Yeah, I, I tell people all the time, like now, you know, Drew Locke is is what the national media really thinks Josh Allen is. Like, yeah. you know, he he averages the most. I think he averages like nine point eight or nine point nine nine point nine yards per attempt, yeah. and he has like you know, I think the most percentage of throws over twenty yards. So you know, so he, but he's inaccurate to a to an extent. Mm-hmm. So you know, but the thing is, I agree with you. Um. Obviously, last Sunday night, Levi Wallace told me to shut up, you know, because he he basically (laughs) ended the game. He told me to, man, as well. Yeah, I I had just talked about how he uh, had a rough game against the Niners, and then he kind of did that. So, hey, good for him, right? (laughs) But the thing is, though, now, okay, so tell me this. Have have you, I'm sure you have, because if you're anything like the rest of the content creators in the world, you went back and watched the game again, as opposed to just the broadcast on Sunday night. When you watch the game, I'm sure you've noticed now that the Bills are doing a, something a little bit different where they're rotating he and Josh Norman out. So they're pretty much splitting the snaps. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that really is the way to go? And if that if like, do you think that the limited snaps are what's helping both Norman and Levi? Because Norman had a pretty good game, too. I believe he was rated like 81 or 84 yeah. percent or something like that. Yeah, he only gave like I think it was like four yards or two yards on like two or four targets or something. It went his way. I can't remember the exact numbers, but I mean it's kind of weird because you wouldn't think like something like that, like in a, like a rotation like that would work at that corner position. You'd think that's more of something you would see at like the, on the defensive line, let's say, as you want to get fresh pass rushers in or whatever, you wouldn't necessarily think that would be something that you'd see at the corner position, but for whatever reason it's working. Um, And I would imagine McDermott's going to stick with it as long as it is working. I mean, it seems like 
the way it's going to work is Levi's going to get first crack and then Norman's going to come in, uh, you know, every other series or whatever rotation they decide to do. I personally think rotation aside, as far as like what you feel about stamina, endurance, whatever, maybe that it, maybe it's more of a mental thing for the two of them. Like, Hey, I'm going to outdo you in this game, or I'm going to out, you know, if I'm Levi, I'm going to, I'm going to play better than you, Josh. And Josh's like, no, I'm going to play better than you as opposed to Levi or Josh, either one, maybe not necessarily having the comfort knowing like, Hey, I'm going to be playing every snap in this game. So it doesn't really matter what I do. Like that's a horrible way to think, but knowing that that other guy is right there and that, you know, at any given point, McDermott could say, you know, Norman, you're playing better. We're going to stick with you or Wallace. I think maybe there's a little bit of a, a little bit of a intra team, intra position competition that maybe is kind of helping them, uh, raise their game just a little bit yeah yeah no I'm, I'm i'm sure um competition is always good you know so um i, I had a couple more questions for you but the thing is i'm really not nervous and I, I feel bad about saying it this way dude i'm not nervous about denver so it's like i don't i don't want to i don't want to overlook them i don't mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not feeling this way because of pittsburgh i'm not feeling this way because of our other games I just honestly don't see a scenario just like I didn't against um, who do we play against a couple of weeks ago? I'm like, I just when we played against San Fran and mm-hmm. I'm like, I just don't see um, the I, I, I just don't see it where a quarterback on that caliber beats Josh Allen in a head to head matchup as quarterback. I just don't see it. So to me, I just don't see Denver as a threat. So I'm going to switch gears one more time. And I apologize to all my Denver Broncos fans who might be listening to this episode, this special edition to the code of conduct. Um, you know, what's really surprising to me this year. And, and we talked about it early on um, when I was actually a member of Buffalo fanatics, a lot of people didn't expect Tua to be this good. And I know he's not like putting up gaudy numbers every game, but he's he's still putting up some decent numbers where you wouldn't expect a rookie who was injured for the most part of his senior year. And then, you know, like you just wouldn't expect this type of performance to come from a kid um, in his first year in the league like this with, with the Miami Dolphins. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you how do you see this weekend positioning up for us? Because obviously they pay they play the Patriots, I believe, Monday night, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that's going to be a good game to watch. How do you how do you feel about our division and, and how the rest of it is going to play out? Because clearly we're going to win the division. So so after that, how do you feel about the rest of it? Yeah, I, I like Tua. Um, I think for as a rookie, like all the things you mentioned, like he's performed pretty well. Um, they, you know, he hasn't necessarily stretched the field a lot, but that's not really his game to begin with. So um, and also Miami's had some injury issues from some of their skill position guys. Obviously, they're like, you know main running backs are gone. They cut Jordan Howard. Gaskin was injured for a while. Uh, Preston Williams is out. Uh, Gusecki's now banged up. You know, I'm glad they started getting Bowden involved more um, last week. Uh, Obviously they made that trade for him, but I've liked what I I like Tua. I think he's going to be good. I think part of why maybe people pile on him a little bit right now is because they look over and see that Justin Herbert's been playing well, but honestly the last couple weeks he hasn't been. So Mm -hmm. the, the Justin Herbert came out of the gates on fire and kind of has cooled. Whereas two has really been, you know, I wouldn't say he's been like super steady, but he's kind of been like pretty steady, uh, you know, throughout his start so far. And, um, I will say this, like the Patriots just got embarrassed by the Rams, uh, on primetime and Belichick's track record against rookies, uh, rookie quarterbacks is quite good. 
So it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Patriots were able to slow down Tua and and make him, you know, make some of those rookie mistakes, especially because it looks like Parker's injured now. I don't know how many other guys are going to even be ready for this game. Um, So I expect it to be a really low scoring game. Miami's roster is better, um, but Belichick just has this way of kind of being able to figure out rookie quarterbacks. So um, I wouldn't mind seeing them beat up on each other a little bit, having it be kind of like a physical tough game where they beat up on each other. Because um, on one hand, I'd like to see Miami, you know, I want to see Miami lose so that no matter what happens, we win the division. But on the other hand, it is kind of nice to keep seeing the Patriots lose. So, uh, yeah, you know, no, it, I'm looking forward to, to, to playing them again uh, the second to last week of the season. Like I'm looking for and as much as you, you and everybody else knows I'm a Cam Newton supporter and fan. You know, when they play against the Buffalo Bills, like he's dead to me. I don't know him, you know, so, you know, I don't I don't know even know where that jersey is when we play against him. So, you know, but it's it's, it's truly um, it's amazing to see rookie quarterbacks come into the league and just like start off hot, man. Like yeah. if you go back 10 years ago, things have changed so much yeah, as to where hard. like now. Uh, you know, we're used to seeing like wide receivers come in and kind of like hit the ground running. We're used to seeing certain defensive players, like certain positions. It's running it's an easy for sure. Yeah. Running backs yeah. for sure, for sure. Um, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, first year in the league, he was like one of, if not the best running back, Saquon, second best running back in the league, Saquon, CMC. So, so we got guys that come into the league and you're like, holy crap, these dudes are good. Mm-hmm. Quarterback. In years past, quarterbacks have been it's been difficult because you have to learn defensive schemes and, um, you know, they just defenses are so smart and they trick you and all this different stuff. Man, you got guys like Herbert that just comes out and just lights teams up. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think has been the biggest difference um, in the college game or even just in the preparation um, coming from college to the professional world? What has been the biggest difference that we get to see the Patrick Mahomes and the Justin Herberts of the world doing the things that they're doing. Cause even, even, um, even he's not the best now, but at, in that first year, Baker was the best quarterback in that class and he had a phenomenal rookie year. Mm-hmm. He did 27 so, yeah, so, rookie quarterback record. I believe um, it's crazy. Burrow was doing well before he got hurt uh, this year. Um, he's a stud. Yeah. He's a stud. I really like Joe Burrow. I think, well, to me it's a couple things and it's a little bit nuanced, right? But I think, there's a lot more. I think there's a lot more pressure now on teams to put these guys in sooner rather than later, based on where they're drafting them and the money they're getting now. Um, but that aside, I also think just from a skill set per- perspective and like learning defenses, developing these guys that are at the tops of these classes that get picked very high. I'm talking mainly about first round type guys. The preparation that they go through now versus years back with the combine and then the 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 quarterback camps like the Jordan Palmer type things that they go through, the interviews they go through with the organizations, and the fact that honestly in the college game too has probably also gotten uh, a little bit more complicated um, for quarterbacks as well. Like the college game, uh, you know, especially the SEC, Big Ten. The defenses there are are legitimate, and I think that the college game's better um, in helping you know these guys get more prepped than it maybe it was 10, 15 years ago. So all that and all the individual kind of coaching, uh, sports psychologists, nutrition, like all this stuff these guys have around them these days is putting them 
in a position to basically say, now all you really got to do is go throw the football. I'm, I'm oversimplifying it, but they get a lot more attention and a lot more coaching and a lot more people around them that help them with these little individual things that maybe they didn't have 10, 15 years ago. So on that, on top of the fact that they're getting paid way more now, first round guys especially, there's pressure on these organizations to make sure these guys succeed right off the bat. So they're going to do everything they can as an organization to do so. And that may mean putting weapons around them earlier than they may have would have, uh, you know, in years past where they would have waited a couple years to say like, okay, can this guy perform before we give him some like stub weapons? They're actually just throwing these, like look what Denver did with Locke, right? I mean, yeah. he played five games at the end of last year. We're talking about Denver. Now he played well, you know, Cortland Sutton was there last year, obviously. So was Tim Patrick, but then what did they do? They went out and drafted KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy without really, really, really knowing for sure if he's going to be the guy, because they want to see with all this talent around him, can he be, can he be the guy? So yeah, I, I mean, it's pretty incredible. I love watching the rookie quarterbacks, man. Every year I'm excited to watch them. I'm excited. To, I'm, I, regardless of whether you like this guy or that guy, it is fun to watch all of them. It was fun watching Burrow. It was fun watching Herbert. It's fun watching Tua. Um, you know, it was fun watching Kyler last year. So it's fun watching these guys. And I, I like, I, I generally root for these guys to succeed regardless of what team they're on, unless it's like a division rival. Cause I like seeing these young, you know, these young guys kind of take over the league. And I'll be honest with you, even in the division, I, I, you know, I, I would lie to you if I said I wasn't like a, a closet to a fan like I liked him in Alabama. I'm not going to dislike him all of a sudden just because he was drafted by a team. Right. So I, I really do. I actually I root for that kid every week besides when they play the Bills. And for another reason, on top of that, I want them to be good because I want the games to matter. So, like, for instance, we play them week 17. Can you imagine it's not going to happen this year because they're just not as good as us. But can you imagine if like the division came down to week 17? Could you imagine yeah. the energy that would be in in like wherever we play? If it's the Ralph and fans could be there, if they're in Miami and fans could be there down at Hard Knock or Hard Life, Hard Knock Life, whatever it is, their stadium. Like, could you imagine the energy at the Ralph if the division came down to Week 17 in Orchard Park? So I root for the teams to be good enough to matter. I don't. I don't want to, you know, because then the thing is too. I feel like it delegitimizes who the Bills are. You know, yep. like last season, a lot of the talk was, "Well, look who they played. They didn't play anybody." Yeah, you beat Pittsburgh with Duck Hodges. Yeah, you mm -hmm. beat so and so with so and so. You know. So with that being said, I want to beat teams at their best. I want Tua to be the quarterback that's throwing for thirty-five touchdowns and running for ten, and I want him to come into Buffalo and and put up good like good statistics against the bills to where it's like, no, we beat him. It wasn't like the team wasn't good and we just ran over him. No, it was a game and we earned that win. I just love competition, man. I do. Well, and it's, it's great for the fans, right? If you can end up with like a Kelly Marino situation with Josh and Tua that, you know, we always talked about in like training camp and in practice, like, you know, digs going up, going up against Trey white and how that's going to make both of them better. Well, if Miami's good and the bills are playing them two times a year, it's going to make the bills better ideally. Right. And just in a different kind of way, um, as opposed to being intra team, it's against other teams in your division. So, um, that should make the bills better as well. If they're playing against Miami teams year in year out that are good. And they know that like, it's going to take a really good effort yeah. from them in the game. Right. So I'm with you there. Um, you know, obviously we want the bills to win every time, but it is, 
maybe a good healthy kind of competition for those some of those teams to be good yeah yeah so you know i'm not gonna keep it too much i'm i'm I got, I'm just looked up at the time we're at like 36 37 minutes going on so i'm i'm a i'm gonna ask you two more questions and we'll get out of here man so the first one i know you you're like me you feel like we're gonna win today so what what's your uh score prediction you know the bills have won by double digits the last two games um you know three isn't it i thought it was like 11 10 then 11 yeah maybe you're right maybe the last three um there's six and a half point favorites on the road this week i i like it to be right around that number i don't think i don't know that they're going to win by double digits uh you know it'd be close i think that the way the bills offense has been kind of humming lately outside of the first half against Steelers, adjustments were great hum we're humming against san francisco um they're kind of on a roll right now i think the bills likely can put up 24 27 maybe 30 points against denver um, the Panthers were able to put up points against them without McCaffrey. So I would like to think the bills can do the same. So, you know, maybe I'll put the bills right at that 30, 31 point mark. I'll, I'll say bills 31, uh, Denver 23. That's my prediction. Nice. Okay. I was, I was going to go, um, bills 31 and I was giving Denver 19. I figured that they score one touchdown and then they got a great field goal. They do. (laughs) Yeah. No. So I I feel, I feel like it's going to be one of those games where um, the bills will, cause we've been a lot, you know, so we'll, we'll give up those yards. We'll let those guys get down to the 30. We'll let them get to the 25, but we won't let them do anything within that red zone. So I I just feel like it'll be a ton of field goals. They'll do something that will piss us all off in the second or third quarter where they'll get a touchdown. So I just think it'll be a touchdown and then, you know, four field goals after that. So I think it's, but I agree. I don't think it's going to be like a, a cakewalk. And if we go in there like that, I think it might actually be different. If, if the bills go in there with the attitude that they're just better, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I think they do need to go in and respect them. Yep. So we'll see. And then the last one for you here, man, why don't you give everybody a, a, a moment to, to know where to go look for you? Um, let them know what you got going on. I know the bills guys have great content that's out weekly. Um, if you're not watching these guys on YouTube, first of all, but just tell you, you're missing out because even though they're not comedians, it's pure comedy, especially especially when Judge has a couple of beers or whatever he decides to drink for the day. When he has something in his system, he, he's wild. The problem with Steve uh, is that he's now learning how to do some things with like videos and graphics so he's like he's 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 now become the guy that's like wanting to throw like videos and these funny clips into everything we do which it like it's pretty funny i will say i'll give him a lot of credit for that um but yeah i mean look uh i'm on twitter i'm at tilt money most of my stuff i do on twitter it's it's pretty level-headed i would say i don't i don't tend to get into these um back and forth with people i just kind of like state my piece and kind of let it ride i guess if, if you will um, but we do the show. It's uh, live every Monday and Thursday, 745 Eastern. You can find it on Buffalo Fanatics. It's me and Steve, Judge Mathis on Twitter. Um, we have a good time. We're now we're now the air raid hour because the Bills sent us a, uh, a little letter that said we can't have Bills in our name anymore. So, Oh, you um, changed it. I'm sorry. I didn't even. I, I, I'm sorry. No, we, we are. We are the, the air, air raid, raid hour okay. presented by the Bills guys. So we're still going with that. We'll, we'll go with that for now. Um, but okay. in reality, like it's the same show. We do the same. We're, you know, we're the same guys. We've been doing our show together for um, almost two years now. And uh, yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, we we like it. And um, the the type of show we do is 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 a lot around roster dissection, roster building, 
and philosophy type stuff. We don't get too much into um, a ton of X's and O's. It's more of a roster building and, and the games at hand. So if you like that kind of stuff, then that's, you know, that's where you find us online. And um, we appreciate it, man. And I appreciate you having me on uh, your show because, um, you know, I always, uh, I always like what you're, I, I tend to agree with your takes. So maybe that's why I liked <laughs> like coming on. <laughs> well, and I think that's why I probably told Joe, I'm like, I think, I think tilt is like the most knowledgeable guy. <laughs> Cause the same thing, like I agree with your takes and I try to be as, as even killed or like, like yeah. just straight across as you, the, the thing is sometimes stuff, just gets me man but i try my hardest i really do i'll get better i promise i'll mature a little bit man. <laughs> but you know what sometimes that generates the best, most buzz right and we talked about this uh, offline in uh, twitter on our twitter but uh yeah man i mean it's it's tough because you just kind of have to have that mindset that even though you're probably right and most times i think you are right spence and most times i think i'm right too there's always going to be someone that disagrees with you. It's just the nature of it. It's so you just kind of have to, you have to go with it. Right. And just uh, let it ride sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this week was this week on Twitter for Bill's mafia was rough with the whole uh, Josh Allen, Dominique Foxworth mm. and all that stuff. So, so it was, yeah, it was, it was a rough one for me to, to kind of re- respond. We won't, I won't get into that. We're, we're going to exit the show now, but I just, I do want to like say one thing about it. I do want to say, first of all, Bill's Mafia is an incredible fan base. And I would like to to make sure everybody is aware of the fact that Bill's Mafia is an incredible fan base. I am a black man, surprise, obviously, uh, but I'm a black man who is a part of Bill's Mafia. And I appreciate everything that we are. We're one of the most passionate, one of the most loyal fan bases. The only thing that I will ask anybody to do is please just be sensitive to others' experiences. I'm not mm-hmm. saying let people be right. I'm not saying just accept um, you know, people treating you wrong. What I'm saying is if somebody presents an experience to you, it's an experience. So, so just because it hasn't happened to you or it might not be your reality, just try to just try to take a moment and have some sympathy or or just try to relate. Even if you can't, like, just try to hear them out. That's all I'm going to say. I love you guys. I love the Buffalo Bills. Let's win this game today, damn it. Go Bills. Tilt money. I appreciate you, man. Go Bills. Go Bills and well said, Jay Spence. Thanks, man. Conduct.